Welcome to the My Intimacy Therapist podcast. I'm therapist and coach, Shade Giovanni. If you want to feel less anxiety in your relationships and enjoy a confident and spiritual intimate life, you're in the right place. So grab a cup of tea and a warm blanket and let's talk intimacy. Woo! You're here. Thank you so much. You came back. Um, And it means a whole lot to me that you take time out of your day to listen. And it means extra a lot when you guys take time out of your day to leave a review and a rating. And I wanted to give a shout out to one reviewer today. She said, great topics from a soothing voice. Sade's voice is so soothing and encouraging. She has a way of explaining things from a professional standpoint while also making you feel like she is a friend offering support. I'm excited to hear more of her episodes to come. Thanks so much. I'm excited that you're listening. I appreciate you. And if you're listening and you're like, oh shoot, how do you do that? You just open up your podcast app, um, if you're an Apple podcast or Spotify, and on the homepage for My Intimacy Therapist podcast, there should be a place for you to either leave a five-star rating or to write a review. Either way, I very much appreciate it. Okay, so you guys ready? Let's get in. Let's do some work. Alrighty, let's talk about boundaries because um, now with the type of work that I do, this theme usually comes up on a more um, higher stakes level. (laughs) And so um, it's usually in the context of an affair and affair recovery How do we set boundaries after infidelity has occurred to make sure that it doesn't happen again? But I'm sharing this with you now so that we can proactively think about boundaries in a a healthy, constructive way so that we don't need to do it on the back end. So if you are dating someone and you're wanting to, how do I do boundaries in dating? If you're already in a relationship or if you've already been in a relationship and an affair has happened, this is for the whole lot of you. Let's think about it. Boundaries versus control. Okay? So I'll start with control. Control is usually something that um, obviously we are terrified and scared of being hurt, our partner leaving us, um, being in a situation where some kind of emotional pain is going to happen. And so a lot of the times in relationship, we want to control the outcome. And so we, I got to use the M word, we manipulate the situation to achieve our desired outcome. And that might be um, telling your partner where they uh, can and cannot go, who they can and cannot talk to, or it could be in subtle ways like, um, I'm trying to think of a dating example. Oh, so like uh, you must text me back after this amount of hours or if you don't call me when you get off of work, then that means you don't care about me. And so I'm upset. Control usually has an element of reactivity around it. And so I need to manipulate or control your actions. And if it doesn't go the way I want, I am reactive, I'm explosive, I shut down, I withdraw attention, I withdraw affection, I end the relationship, I threaten to end the relationship, stuff like that, which the reactions end up being just further extensions of the initial control, right? Is 
stay in line the way I want you to or else. That is a very different energy than boundaries. Boundaries are coming from a place of being anchored, A-N-C-H-O-R-E-D, not angered, but anchored like a boat in who you are, who you want to be, and how you want to engage in intimacy. And so you already know everything around here is about holistic, multidimensional intimacy, emotional, sexual, physical, spiritual, everything. So that is also different than saying, um, just make everything about you and what you want. And if the person doesn't line up, then kick them out. I hate that. I don't like it at all. That's not what we're doing. Intimacy is togetherness. It is sharedness. It is collaboration. So you get to decide who you want to be. You get to decide um, what the give and take of the intimate middle space is. You do not get to decide specifics about your partner's actions or behavior. So now here's where we're going to split off a little bit. I'm going to talk to the dating people first, the inner relationship people, and then I'm going to talk to those who are on the other side of I do, married folks. So for the dating and relationship people, if you are in alignment with who you truly want to be, meaning that you are um, using healthy communication skills or at least trying to, you are learning the art of apology and acknowledgement of taking responsibility for your actions, you are finding friendships to invest in, you are... um, Eh, hobbies are a luxury sometimes, especially if you have a job where you're working like 60 hours a week, but you're taking care of your basic needs. You're eating, you're sleeping. If you need anxiety or depression or uh, mental health medication, you're taking care of that. You've got yourself in check versus expecting someone else to do it for you. That's your lane. And then on top of that, you have a good idea of what relationship would look like where you are able to thrive and and you know be the beautiful little butterfly that you are so when you know yourself essentially you know what type of relationship you can be in for one person they want someone who is um exciting and wants to get out and enjoy life and stuff like that not because they're basing their entire identity off of needing someone else to be exciting for them, but because they're just like, hey, I have a big personality and I like sharing some stuff with someone. Does that make sense? Let me slow down there for a second because that's a really important distinction. There's a difference between you deciding what relationship you want based on you not knowing who you are and then hoping the relationship just fills that gap Versus based on you knowing who you are and then choosing a relationship from that whole place. Does that make sense? So here's where the boundaries come in for that space. Um, If you want a relationship where you feel fully seen, fully known, fully loved, like I talk about all the time. And part of that is feeling seen in your vibrant personality or seen in the fact that you are an introvert and socially a little bit awkward and don't always like being around people and want to be fully loved for that. Then that means that you get a better understanding of the type of boundaries that work for you. So for example, 
if my ideal relationship is one where I get to communicate with my partner every night because I just know that that's what um, waters my relationship plant. And I am with someone who uh, their bend is more towards communicating um, every other day. Okay, that's not inherently wrong. But now that we're in that shared relationship space, we get to talk about the, the lifestyle and the culture that we want to share together. And so that doesn't mean it goes all my way. It doesn't mean it goes all their way. It means we collaborate and openly communicate about our lifestyle, our relationship that is, uh, has investment from both of us. And maybe we decide uh, every night doesn't work for him because he works a lot, um, even though every night's my preference. So we may text to bridge that gap. Or if we do have to skip nights because, um, you know, he works night shift as a doctor, then we just make sure that we have more intentional in-person time to bridge that gap. All of it is about the overall values and lifestyle that we want to share together. And so now if we go a week where my partner has had a busy time, but they've also disconnected and haven't filled that gap to create that intimacy that we both said we wanted, that's a boundary that's been crossed. And we need to talk about, okay, is this going to be a pattern now? Is this a pattern that I'm seeing? Or is this a one-off situation that we are both acknowledging and making intentional steps to get back in alignment with the lifestyle of relationship that we chose, that we agreed on, that we like, that we feel full and satisfied in? Because if it's a pattern and it's not getting corrected or put back in alignment, we have a problem. Now we need to think about if this relationship is one that is going to satisfy both of us. But if that boundary is crossed and there are active, intentional efforts to get back in alignment with what we both feel satisfied with um, or readjust the plan in a way that still keeps us in alignment with the type of relationship culture we want, Gucci, we're all good. That example is also a little bit different than something that's a little heavier. And I'll uh, bring up something that comes up a lot in this day and age of dating culture. It is social media. Y'all, what the heck? And honestly, in my opinion, just get rid of it. (laughs) Just get rid of it if it's going to create a problem in your relationship. But nevertheless, Sometimes people will talk about having a partner who is um, talking to uh, other people of their preferred dating gender, <laughs> um, people that there is a possibility of attraction and romantic connection, right? They're talking to other people on social media or they're liking other people's pictures or they're engaging with an ex. All right, let's go back to our formula, being anchored in myself. If I am fully anchored in myself and I'm not acting out of a place of insecurity, but rather out of a place of, no, I genuinely just don't think that's going to foster the relationship culture I'm looking for. That's one thing. Um, Another person might say, I'm anchored in myself and it doesn't bother me that they talk to other people or like pictures. That's their thing. That's fine. Those two people don't have to be exactly the same. There's there's no... um, right way there is only you and your partner and what you guys 
collaborate and agree on. So if I am knowing of myself and I say, I don't like this, then we talk about it and we decide, hey, yeah, you liking other people's pictures is, I'm not a fan. And my partner says, it doesn't really mean anything to me. I'm not really doing it that way. Okay. Okay, but I have a boundary. I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel secure in this relationship. It's not the type of relationship I would like to be in. If my partner does what they can to meet that need, nice, very nice. If they understand my boundary and they repeatedly cross it because to them it doesn't really mean anything, it's not that big of a deal, That's it can be not that big of a deal to them, but we've just stepped out of compatibility and out of alignment because this is a boundary for me. It will remain a boundary for me. And so if for you this is no big deal and you're not willing to budge or move on that, then we just aren't compatible. I have no need to control you. I don't need to tell you who you can or cannot talk to. I don't need to check your phone because if you are living out a lifestyle that is incompatible with the type of intimacy I'd like, you just let me know we're not compatible and we're not in alignment. And that's tough, right? That's hard to do when you've already invested emotions and care and affection and other really strong, positive parts of your relationship. Now it's like, ah, do we have to throw it all away over this thing? Is it that big of a deal? Goes back to know yourself and know the type of intimacy you're going for. If this breaks the boundary, it breaks the boundary. You have to hold it. Hold that boundary. Follow through. Otherwise, if you compromise that just to salvage the relationship, it will come back later and or create a pattern to where five, ten years down the road, you're exploding because it has always been a boundary violation. You just pushed it aside. And now your partner's like, what? what are you doing? I've been doing this the whole time and there's no problem. What's wrong? Ugh so messy to deal with it then deal with it now deal with it now so now let's go to the married folk because especially if you have a strong faith around the meaning of marriage the covenant of marriage for you it's like once we've made this decision we're not just getting a divorce just because things go wrong and to that i'll say yeah yeah, because they're, you and your partner will morph and change as people, as personalities over the course of your life. You're not going to stay exactly the same person. So it's unrealistic to think um, that every shift in who you are should mean, oh, I'm ditching, I'm throwing it away, let's get a divorce. Because the fact of the matter is you're, you're going to change. And I really, really hope, I really hope that you chose a partner who's baseline of who they are, whose overall character remains consistent as being compatible with you, whose overall values and view of life is something that you chose and said, yes, this we're going to remain in covenant and communion with. And as the rest of us changes, you know, we'll figure that stuff out as it comes. So married people... What do boundaries look like? A lot of what I said for the dating people, but I want to talk about it in the sense of when uh, patterns have started to emerge of boundaries being broken 
or an affair or something really, really big trust-wise has been shattered. With that, we're having to build from scratch. We're kind of having to start over because trust has been violated and now we need to set a new habit, a new culture of what we expect from here on out. Now, what's going to happen, especially if you're not in therapy, so please get in therapy, is that you're going to probably, one or both people are going to bring up the past a lot and bring up past infractions, past hurts, past boundary breaks. Um, And yeah, those need to be talked through because it is still a wound and a hurt that is there and has to be healed. However, if we're doing something new from here on out, just acknowledge that for what it is. Your partner's actions from the time you have a clarity conversation forward, let's see if there is an upward trend, a positive trend towards the new expectations of the lifestyle and the culture of your relationship, of the type of intimacy you want. Intimacy. Did I say that word right? Anyway, and so if you set new boundaries together, make them clear, not controls like do not do X, Y, Z or else, but boundaries of here's what we expect of each other for the relationship we want. And if you cross that boundary, there's, there's consequences that come with that. And so you might be hearing that and say, they sound really similar. What's the difference? Consequences versus punishment. Punishment is reactive. Punishment is I want you to hurt. I want you to feel pain. Um, that doesn't really foster intimacy. I get it. It comes from a place of pain, so it makes sense. It just doesn't foster intimacy. Consequences are just kind of the, 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 the natural unfolding of behaviors that are not in alignment. So, so if someone's with um, a partner and multiple affairs have happened or an affair has happened with one person over a, a consistent period of time, then a boundary might be, Okay, you've told me, you said you want to work on our relationship, you said you're in this marriage, beautiful. If this happens again, if you cheat again, if you contact that person again, sleep with that person again, then we're done. That's not a punishment space, that's not a reactive space, it is setting an expectation in advance about what is tolerable or what's um, complementary to the intimacy we're trying to create. You sleeping with someone else while you're saying you want to work on a marriage with me is not complementary to intimacy. And so they just don't go together. They don't coexist. Therefore, if you cross that boundary, I'm done. I will say when you get into the, the married side, when you get into the patterns that have unfolded over time especially if there is anywhere in the picture trauma addiction if those are present this podcast well in general this podcast is not sufficient for deep relational work this is just all giving you education on the topic but if those things are present you need to see a licensed therapist who works with relationships and works with the problem that you're facing you need to because this is way too nuanced this is not black and white and i know google university has everything to say on affairs what you should do if someone cheats um a lot of it is very much just kick them to the curb but um that's not always the case sometimes 
working through that relationship makes it stronger. And you can't listen to Mary Sue down the street who had X situation or Y situation because y'all are different people. You're completely different people. And you're different combinations of people. So stop taking advice from randos, even if they love you. Get into the room with a therapist so that based on your specific relationship, your specific combination of um, traumas, addictions, stories, parents, attachment styles, personality types, that that therapist can help you move through it. And I'm going to pause there, circling back around to personality types. That thing is huge in how a lot of these situations play out. Personality types can have, can push the needle on, um, oh my goodness, so much. The difference between someone who's high, who is highly logical versus someone who is highly emotionally driven versus someone who, um, because of anxiety operates a certain way or because of being on the autism spectrum operates a certain way. The difference between someone who has diagnosable obsessive compulsive personality disorder versus someone who's just a little bit wound up because their life and their work and their job is stressful. They can all look and seem similar from the outside to the untrained eye. But in actuality, they manifest very differently. So please, 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 please consider seeing a therapist, giving it a go so that you can get catered, specific advice, um, guidance for your unique situation. Yeah, so I gave you a lot of information there. I understand that. But I hope that you were able to take some, take some takeaways with you. Mainly the difference between boundaries and control or punishment. Boundaries are thoughtful. They come from a place of knowing, knowing yourself, knowing the type of relationship that you're trying to build and create. And they have natural consequences when we cross them. But boundaries are really just there to help make intimacy possible, to help us stay in intimacy with each other. And, um control and punishment they they just tend to break intimacy so think of the difference between patterns and how those are showing up versus these one-off events and if they are um, able to be addressed and that we're able to come back into alignment the lifestyle and the culture of intimate relationship that we want okay i hope this was helpful please send me a dm on instagram um so that I can know your thoughts about it. If you would like to work with me for dating coaching to figure out how to do this while you're single and just out there meeting new people and trying to form a new relationship, or if you are in a relationship and you're needing that deeper work, that therapeutic work, click the link in um, my show notes or go to my website, myintimacytherapist.com. Schedule a free 15-minute consultation and let's talk about it. So, but just remember all of this is meant so that you can create a relationship with your partner where you both feel fully seen, fully known, and fully loved. We'll talk soon.